0: Everybody, be sure head over to Patreon right now. We have an all-access behind-the-scenes look into all of the shenanigans that go on out here at the Big Honker Lodge. Uh, just type in the Big Honker Podcast. It's 3 bucks a month. Listen, we're going to put up three to five videos each week. Uh, all the videos are behind-the-scenes access, behind-the-scenes look at some of the stuff that goes on out here. It's not going to be available anywhere else. It's only on Patreon, so head over right now. 3 bucks a month. That's less than a cup of coffee at your favorite coffee shop, uh, and you'll get an all-access look. Father's Day is coming up, and we have got a lot of great sponsors that can make it easy for you to shop for that special dad in your life. Uh, Tons of great sponsors, and the very first one is The Original Dive Bomb Industries. If you are in the greater St. Louis area, Or if you just feel like making a little road trip, July 28th, 29th, it is the third annual squad fest and I will be there. Jeff will be other places, but it is going to be a great time. There are calling contest. Uh, there's a meal Friday night. It is going to be a great, great time. And we look forward to seeing everybody out there. It is also not too early to start building that spread of your dreams. Silhouettes are the way to go. It is cost effective and it does not take up a whole lot of room. So Head over to DiveBombIndustries.com. Get everything that you're going to need. Season's going to be here before you know it, and I cannot wait to see you July 28th and 29th, St. Louis, Missouri. We're also brought to you by the boys up in Spokane, Washington. Actually, not even not even there anymore. They're in Idaho now. Uh, the guys over there, Pacific Custom Calls. We've shifted gears from turkey season. It is no longer, they're no longer a pain in my ass, so it's all about waterfowl. Ducks, geese. Uh, head over to PacificCustomCalls.com and I highly suggest if you chase lessers, get the BA Lesser Call. It is the one that I like. It's on my lanyard. I might have a couple next year. Uh, They're great guys. And if you are still chasing those asshole turkeys, head over to PacificCustomCalls.com and you can get whatever you need for turkey hunting. Pot calls, mouth calls, they got it all. Also use the promo code BHP25. It's the way to go. Save a little bit of Cheddar. We're also brought to you by the Mad Geniuses up there in Michigan. Boss, shot shells, copper-plated bismuth, and it hits like a freight train, and it only takes one. You're not having to shoot three or four times. Your follow-up, you're not having to shoot cripples. Get it done in the first shot.
1: We will be with Boss at Delta and at Squad Fest. Come yeah. by and see us both. Andy will be at St. Louis. I will be in Little Rock, but come by and see us. We will have a shells for sale at both places. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so if you're not wanting to deal with uh, shipping shipping and taxes and all that other good stuff, then head over. You just get a case and walk away, and you're set and ready to go. Great, guys. If And if you can't make it to any of those places, websites, ballshotshells.com and they will ship it. You'll have it at your door in two days. That's a promise. We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. Uh, I tell you what, that cold brew is legit. And I'm going to be drinking it all summer long. I made my first gallon a couple couple uh, nights ago. And uh, it is a nice little refresher on those hot summer days. So uh, they got the cold brew out. I highly suggest you checking that out. And if you like your morning coffee hot, they've got something for you there also. They've got uh, the Missouri Boat Ride Blend, which is my favorite. Uh, high velocity, high caffeine if you need that little pick-me-up in the morning. Head over to DirtyDuckCoffee.com and we've also got a promo code BIGHONKER and that will save you some money at Dirty Duck Coffee. Their swag is also out of this world too. So if you want a nice little I'm into duck stuff hat, head over to their website. You can get it and save a little bit of money using our promo code. Also, we're brought to you by Shin Gear. They have just released their new boot. It is a low uh, mud boot. Slip onto these bad boys, head on out there, tackle whatever life throws at you. They've also got the best waders that are on the market right now. It's nylon material, heavy duty, it's durable, and they come with a guarantee that they will stand behind their product for as long as you stand in them. So, you know, you got nothing to lose. Try them out. You're going to love them, and then if something goes wrong, uh, you can send it over to the guys at Shin Gear, and then they'll fix them and send them right back out to you. They've also got incredible uh, bibs that I tested all last winter, and they stood up to everything that we threw at them. Wind, rain, cold, and scout boots. And yeah, it's all great. They got vests, jackets, they've got it all. Head over to shingear.com. They're a great company, and we are proud to be a part of them. We're also brought to you by the Looking Glass Podcast. You got to go over to their Patreon, donate a little bit of money, and you can get their entire library, all the all the craziness that goes on with Logan and Rebel. Uh just head over to their Patreon, pay the little monthly fee, and away you go. They're great guys. Proud to call them our friends. They come out here stork hunting every year. Emphasis on the hunt most of the times, but they're great guys. They're hilarious. Bourbon reviews are great. I highly suggest you checking out the Looking Glass podcast. Head over to Patreon right now. And while you're there, check out the Big Honker podcast. Uh, we're also brought to you by Lucky Duck, maker of the best A-frame, the 2x4 blind. Uh, got great spinners over there at Lucky Duck. And the if you're into varmint hunting, they've got the Revolt Out, which Zach is all about. Zach's a big varmint hunter, so... He loves it. Whatever you need. They're kind of a one-stop shop as far as electronics go out in the field. So whatever you need. Spinners, e-collars, blinds. They even got some uh, turkey decoys out there. So one-stop shop over there at Lucky Duck Premium Decoys. Great people. And uh, I don't know if they'll be at Delta or not. but I think they are. If they are, go by the booth. tell Tell them we said hello. Also, we're brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. Nobody has done more to put ducks back into the sky for 85 years. Ducks Unlimited has put their money where their mouth is, and they have saved thousands upon thousands of acres uh, conserving wetlands for the ducks and the duck hunters. So we owe a lot to organizations like Ducks Unlimited. Get involved any way you can. They're a great organization, and we are proud to be a part of them. We're also brought to you by Double T British Kennels. Uh, contact Mr. Corey if you are wanting to get on the wait list for a puppy, started dog, finished dog. Um, he's got a little bit of a waiting list, but that is just because he is putting out high-quality uh, British Labradors right now for hunters all over the nation, and that is a good problem to have. So head over, send him an email. He's on uh, Instagram, so just shoot him a message, uh, and you can go through the process of getting your new four-legged hunting buddy, and you're not going to be disappointed because... Tell you what, the proof's in the pudding. When you have a long waiting list, it's because you're doing things right. We're also brought to you by Mossberg. I shot the 940 all last season, and it is a great waterfowl gun. I love it. It is also Maddie Robertson's favorite, so it's one over it's one over the hearts and minds of Maddie Robertson and Andy Shaver. So you know that's that's good enough. Uh, the Mossberg, you can check it out. It's at all big box stores wherever they sell Mossberg. Uh, give it a test run. Don't be sleeping on the 940 because it's a great waterfowl gun. We're also brought to you by Alpha Outdoors Specialties, maker of the Stanfield Stool. They will be out uh, hopefully this waterfowl season and uh, it will revolutionize the way that you sit in an A-frame. No more buckets. Save your back, save your butt, save your legs. Get a Stanfield Stool. We're also brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Dove season's coming up. We don't have a whole lot of dove dates available, but we do have some weekday uh dates and then do,
1: i can do a couple of private groups here and there um i've got that available I don't have any weekends unless it's the last two weekends of october and then we are starting duck season so we really don't have any weekends left unless you got 40 or 50 people i think the third weekend of october would be about all that i have left uh, i've got some goose dates left in november still and have some goose dates in uh december and then in january I got some crane and duck dates left And we also got some stuff in Nebraska. So, anyways, holler at me at 940-658-3172. We appreciate y'all listening to the Big Honker Podcast. We grow and grow and grow, and it's up to you. And don't forget about the Patreon account. What's the Patreon under? Big Honker Podcast. The Big Honker Podcast. All right. Thank y'all. God bless y'all. Be safe and enjoy the show.
0: Boys and girls, this episode of the podcast, we are joined by the great Toby Brolin from Cadillac Creek and Amarillo and cool interesting guy and we hope that you enjoy this episode let's get to it toby Rowland.
1: Welcome to bo- Fuck was that?
0: Like, oh, you're good. Just keep going.
1: Boom. <laughs> you, you messed up my whole deal now. Welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. I'm Jeff Stanfield with the world famous Andy Shaver. With us today from Amarillo, Texas. And this podcast is brought to you by Shin Gear Waiters. The scout boot. Go to our Patreon account. Got to sign up today because today we are giving or t- I guess this comes out. when's this come out?
0: Thursday. Next week
1: it comes in. You're too late. You need to sign up for Patreon though, because we will be doing away a Pacific game, uh, Pacific Duck and Goose call away on our Patreon account. Look up the Big Honker Podcast with us today from Amarillo. Our friend Toby Brolin. Toby, how are you doing?
0: Good, guys. Good. Right. Are you floating away up there yet? Do you have the arc built?
2: It has been. It has been wild. It has definitely been wild. I had a
1: guy tell me yesterday. And he he's got some land around Amarillo. He hunts some family waterfowl land. And he told me, he "said we have one field that we hunt." And he said, "I'm worried about him being able to get a crop in."
2: Man, uh, you know it's it's kind of one of those deals. It's a catch twenty two. It's hard for me as a waterfowler to to complain about any nope. But we're we're now. I hadn't checked it in two days, but um, we're inching up and probably already surpassed our annual rainfall and it's all happened in three weeks um so now it's to the point where it's destructive it's washing out dams uh farmers need prayers ranchers need prayers they can't get to their cattle to feed them um uh, i mean it's emerald is not built for flooding. <laughs> businesses are closed uh i mean it's it's literally i mean it, it's it's been wild definitely been wild it's I think it'll be nice for uh, for hunting season if they can get the crops in. I don't think we'll have to worry about a lot of cotton this year, but uh it's been it's been pretty hectic around here and uh, no no end in sight, doesn't look like. I mean the next yeah, we so. It's supposed
1: to be a wet, wet, wet summer and fall. I tell guys that all the time. I've had guys call me. It's crazy because like where we are, Benjamin has gotten just a ton of rain, but right where we need it in the Playa Lake area, we've gotten lots of rain, but right when it starts running off, it quits, and the next day it rains another half inch to an inch. Um, I looked at the rain deal for y'all. I did this last night. Uh, Y'all have had 22 inches of rain basically in the last, well, this year. Three weeks. But you've had most of it in the last month. Y'all have had, y'all have had nine inches yeah. of rain in the last week. Jeez. And I bet you y'all's yearly, yeah. y'all's yearly total can't be, but about 12 or 13 to 15 inches on a normal year. Yeah.
2: yeah you know, if we get, if we get 20, we're doing something. And y'all are already right. at
1: 22 but, in a lot of
0: places. What was the yeah. biggest, like yeah, one overnight rainfall that you guys got?
2: Oh Lord, that I can think of right off uh Holy eight shit. inches.
0: Yeah, eight point six other night. There's nowhere for that water to go. Like, especially when it's on top of other moisture. No. Like it's one thing if it hadn't rained in a while. There's some places for it to go, but when it when the ground's saturated, yeah. you get an eight inch dump.
2: Yeah. I'll tell you this. We were we were having our pool re plastered. And I feel bad for the guys. They had everything done, etched, ready to go. They were coming back the next day to finish it, and it started raining that night. They need three days without rain, and we hadn't got it in over a month. And uh, our pools, I mean, I decided just to go ahead and fill it up because it was three-quarters of the way full. It's a 21,000-gallon pool. And, I mean, that's no runoff. That's just straight down filling up the damn mm. thing. Uh, so, I mean, it. Yeah, it's, it's wild. we got got a construction zone in the backyard, construction in the front, and <laughs> neither one of them can get
0: anything gone. Yeah, but it's uh, it's, just, <laughs> it's such a fine line. And I know uh, Blake up in Nebraska, he's spraying right now, and he's like, I just need it. He's like, I never really thought that I'd be saying I need it just to stay dry for just a little bit. But it's such a fine line, you yeah. know. I mean, it's always it's just the way it is out here in the plains. Like, it's either one extreme or the other. It's either really right. too wet or it's way too right. dry
2: that we need it you know that's that's the thing i've I've been talking to some of my farmer buddies and you know it's it's i think we're all on the same page it's hard to complain because you know this is a a whole new norm or a whole new deal we never have this kind of moisture so it's usually complaining complaining about having zero water uh but you know, getting it all at one time and just the destructiveness is—that's been. What kind was of tough. the
0: last year out here that it was really, really wet? What was it? Was it 2018? 2018 or 2019? That fall, were rained. y'all were y'all really, really wet that fall and winter? What four years ago, I guess?
2: Yes, I mean,
0: not not not
2: anything like it is now. Yeah, we were we were, and I tell you what, man, honestly, last year we got our rain late, but we had a really good uh, water year last year. A uh, lot more ply lakes than what we're used to, but right now, if mm. uh, if things don't change, man, we'll be roosting <laughs> birds in the <laughs> ditches, yeah, parking lots, and you know, it's uh, <laughs> we've it's crazy. got
1: we have got to find out who our center is in Knox and Haskell County. Oh, and it, we've decided that it's not Northern Knox County; it's probably Haskell County is where the center resides because Knox Knox County is wet haskell's wet but right where we need it to be there's a center that lives somewhere in that area right and we got to flush that it may be justin hill
2: i was i was you read my mind man. you know it's,
1: <laughs> and, and justin you know he comes across he, he's aged a lot lately i mean he looks like he's 94 so you know maybe it's justin i'm uh, maybe maybe we need to cleanse justin
0: we might Dip him in the brazos. That's you know, wash running away. I think what we
1: need to do is is burn some sage leaves and rub them all over his little ass, and then throw him in the brazos. That's that's the answer to the whole thing. Maybe that'll fix (laughs)
0: us up. So, how is your back? I saw I saw the pictures. Are you you finished this up yesterday?
2: Yes, sir. She's a little she's a little tight. A little little tender today. A little little tender, but uh, yeah, man. I, I tell you, that's that's where I've been getting most of my catching up on my email and my work, <laughs> just sitting there getting uh, getting zapped on the tattoo chair. But uh, yeah, we finished it up yesterday.
0: How many hours was this?
2: Man, I think uh, I think all in all, it was six six sessions, and each time, you know, two hours or so. So luckily, I found an artist that was really fast and got it uh, got it done pretty quick.
1: No offense, but for someone that's not a tattoo junkie like myself. I, sure. I told Michelle the other day, I said, that poor bastard's got to be miserable. Got to be miserable. Just, I just cannot imagine the pain inflicted by
2: that.
0: It's got to be real bad, like right around like your belt line on the outside. That's where I figure it would hurt the most. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I have a whole new respect for the for women with the
0: little lower back <laughs> that tattoos. Little, that little uh, fairy yeah. or whatever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what they call it, you know, but I don't want to yeah. offend anyone. A tramp tramp, <laughs> yeah. tramp stamp. I know. I know. Yeah,
0: that's, that's the one. That's the
2: one. one but- no, it's, uh, I don't know why the hell I still do that to myself, but I guess it's just kind of a once, once you get started on something, I got to well, see it through. You're
1: not a man. That's a, you're not an overweight person. So do you think, cause I always see these little skinny fuckers are all yoked up. That's got all the tats on them. I thought that's that I bet it don't hurt as much as a fat guy does, but I, I can't decide it. Do you think being thin helps you more? Or do you think being fat would have helped pu- absorb some pain? Man, I
2: think, uh, I think I, I've asked that question because a lot of the places that I've got, like my my elbows or bony spots, most people would think that that hurts worse. And I think it's one or the other. Either either you're you don't like the the pain on your bones or or on the fatty areas. For me, I think the fatty areas are are worse. But I mean, they all suck. I had not found one yet that I. <laughs> How many
1: tattoos getting. do you have?
0: There's no way oh to keep
2: count. Oh my god. I honestly wouldn't, uh, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you, Jeff. That's I really when you couldn't. know you have a bunch of tattoos.
0: Is this it? Is this uh the, well, I don't, is this the last big project or do you have another idea? Number one, you got to be running out of real estate. Oh,
2: yeah. I've got to, uh, so see, I, I get all my ideas I'm, and then we start working on them in the off season when I've got a little bit of time, but uh, yeah, I've still got some other, some other stuff in the pipeline, but you know, it's, I guess it's kind of a, what do they call it? An
0: addiction. <laughs> I, that's, you know? yeah. yeah. That's what they call it. Yeah. No yeah. wrong with that though. I mean, at least it's real. you know, it's healthy. I, a little bit of self-masochism yeah. going on, but. Yeah. You know, it's
2: better than getting choked. All yeah,
0: right. Spit on me. So like, are you, <laughs> or is your wife just like rubbing the, keeping the back nice and healed up? Like keeping this, cause you can't reach that.
2: No, I can't. And uh, you know, she she is a she is a team player. She'll help me out once or twice a day, just put some stuff on there, and then, uh, then other than that, she's like, "Why wow, you you do this <laughs> shit to yourself?" So I don't really feel sorry.
1: Do, do you know, we've got a friend of ours that got his penis tattooed.
2: Yeah. Oh
1: Lord, and a ruler has
2: We're there? Huh? We're going <laughs> yeah.
1: there. Well, anyways, I was asking you: Have you thought about doing that?
2: No, no, I. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know what, what I can feel on that little guy. <laughs> yeah, my, <laughs> maybe a T. I
0: don't
2: think I got what yeah. it takes. <laughs> don't think I got what it takes either uh, in size or in strength. You know what I mean? He had to be, you could get
1: Justin Hill, a life-size Justin Hill put on it.
2: <laughs> Whoever you know that got their, uh, got their penis tattooed, you better call that man, <laughs> sir. That's
0: I know the
1: guy sir. who got the tattoo, and we know the tattoo artist that did it. Yeah. Both good friends of ours.
0: He had to be uh he had to be aroused to do this <laughs> so he had to take pills and you know there was a whole it was a whole production for this for this thing to nah. go through because you know that skin's got to be tight right like it can't it can't be uh, can't be flopping around so there was a lot of prep work that went into this thing so for them to pull this off like, nah.
2: Fluffer on hand, and you know, talk about a bonding experience between an artist and a. Can you? Yeah, you thought
0: you were tight with your tattoo artist. Yeah, yeah, I just, <laughs>
2: just thought, <laughs> just thought. I hope, uh, hope old buddy bought him a, a steak dinner afterwards.
0: <laughs> I don't know who owes who the steak dinner. To be honest with you, like, what, a, uh What are y'all
2: talking
1: about? I had to uh, put my computer on the charger.
0: Uh, who owes who the steak dinner after the penis tattoo? The tattoo artist or the or the guy getting the tattoo? That's a. Mm. I don't know. They're both kind of losers in my mind. That would be that would be uh, I don't
1: know. Oh, the biggest loser would be the guy that's got the tattoo on his pecker. You think so? Yeah, I just that's got. He didn't me. have that to didn't hold hurt. a
0: pecker in his hand for no, but three the, or four the hours.
1: pain that was associated with that has got to be just unbearable. Can you imagine every time you piss?
2: Oh, oh. the 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 week M- after morning wood Oof. or anything like
0: that, like a doll mm. getting stretched out again. Not good.
2: I can imagine. Being like the worst uh sunburn Ooh. ever yeah I just can, uh I can use my imagination I no thank you. can, I'm can you
1: imagine magic. this guy's a single man four years down the road he meets he meets little miss Susie homemaker that that has just changes his whole world and falls in love and the first time she sees that thing like, she, oh you, you, lost gotta ask, you gotta ask well no you had to answer a lot of questions on that that's not something its just <laughs> yeah. did I see it yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean he's like keep the lights off keep the lights (laughs) off i don't mind what you look like just keep the lights off i don't want you to see
0: (laughs) then they put this they put the stencil on wrong the first time so like he had to erase it and like do the whole thing all over again so it was a little bit crooked a little bit crooked
2: I bet that was the most enjoyable part of the whole process.
1: To, uh, Can you imagine how embarrassed you'd be if you had a little premature ejaculation when the guy's tattooing you? Right.
0: <laughs> Didn't know you were into that, like stumbled upon that you were into that. Uh, <laughs> mercy.
1: Listen, I don't want you to give me a blowjob. I just want you to put needles on my pecker, okay? Yeah. That's what I really like.
0: <laughs> hmm. Not good. A whole new well, don't you don't know what people are into until you push them to extremes. So how
2: is this guy? Not no, seen, he's a uh,
1: pro fisherman. Pro bass guy.
2: Okay. Okay. That makes, that makes a little more sense.
1: He has people wanting to send him pictures of their daughters, trying to set him up with him. He's a celebrity.
0: Have mercy. He's a big, and big, have to tell big time guy. Yeah. I'll send you his, uh, yeah. send you his yeah, I, IG handle. I mean, I guess we could yeah. talk about it's, it. Yeah. Matt Robertson. it is. Matt Robertson, the fisherman. He's talked about it on here a couple of times. Yeah, he's yes. not—he's not ashamed no, he's, of it at all. He's, he's very proud of it. Yes, he will. He'll, see, he'll show you for a nickel.
1: He's getting a Dollar General neck tattoo, but it really? has to—but it has to say Dollar General like the white girls
0: say. About I don't it. think he needs to do that. I've—I've—I've I've, I've talked to him about it, but he's hell bent on it. I think it's a great
1: thing. Plus, he's getting paid some money to do it. I think Dollar General. I mean, the guy finished fifth this weekend in the deal. He's a top twenty fisherman. I think Dollar General should sponsor him.
2: Uh, and I know that uh, you see you see some of those uh, companies paying people to get their uh, logo tattooed on them. So yeah, there you
0: paying, go. Yeah, you never know.
2: I'm running out of running out of real estate, but you know, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm like if Ford wants to throw some
0: cash at you, like I got, I'll make space. See what we
1: can come up with. <laughs> Are you still going to drive a Ford after all this stuff with this go woke now? Since they're the next ones,
2: man. I just I just saw that this morning, I, Jeff. I'll tell I you, I just it. saw it. it kind of. You know, I try to I try to stay out of all that. You know, uh, not my uh, not my place to to judge folks. I've I've been judged plenty, yeah. but I saw that this morning, and hey, you just can't have anything nice. You know what I mean? We just, we
1: were yesterday. What we, they do? I haven't seen it. They've got a new commercial now. They got these two Ford pickups, and they're in the mud. These Raptors, and they're racing and shit. It's called the Raptor, isn't it? Their little truck. One? And they, they race yeah. them up and down and stuff. And one of them goes through the deal and it comes out. It's fire truck red, beautiful Ford pickup. And the other one kind of honks with its left little blinks its eye. It goes, or it's, it's a little light at him. goes through the water and it comes out and it's rainbow.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's painted gay parade, the gay pride stuff all over it. And, and they're doing the same shit. I just don't understand why they even take a deal. Nobody gives a shit. Here's You, you think a gay guy's going to buy a pickup because they have a gay truck? No.
0: A gay truck. I didn't know a truck I mean, a gay-themed
1: a gay themed truck.
0: I just, here's my thing. It, we're going to get to the point to where there's nothing else that we can buy or associate with. Or I mean, you're just going to run, like... But stay out of it, is what I don't understand. Uh, okay, but they didn't. No, I know that. So, I, I don't drive a Ford anyways. But I'm sure Chevy's
1: done the same thing. Probably have. But the Ford Foundation, those rich kids, it's a fifth-generation Ford family that's never had nothing but billions of dollars in their pocket think they need to get involved in every single fucking social thing. And they're what all the social people are against rich white people that ain't never had to fucking work their whole life. And they're too stupid to see that, but they get involved and they don't have to get involved. Yesterday I took my mom. Uh, we went to Wichita. Anyways, me and Michelle drove through the target parking lot going to specs liquor. And when I did, there wasn't a lot of people in the target parking lot, but there were people coming in and there was a couple of redneck looking guys coming out. And I thought, Look, I guess you missed the memo, fella. Uh, but right. but there, there there wasn't very many people in Target. But Target's another one. Stay out of shit, and you'd, you'd be better off on the bottom line of the whole deal. Little Debbie's oatmeal cream pies. I like Little Debbie snacks. I hope Little Debbie don't go fucking too woke, and I'm sure they have because then I won't buy that shit no more. But I'm not going to spend my money if I can help it with these people that are pushing the transgender shit. The rest of the stuff, I don't give a shit. I don't care who you marry. I don't have no problem with the gay shit. I just don't know why we got to prop up who you sleep with.
0: But I don't know that the flag is the transgender stuff.
1: No, 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 no. It's not that. I just, I don't know why Ford even got in the middle of this shit. Ford did not have to do that at all, and their sales would be the same.
0: Listen, until you come out against the NFL, your words are hollow to me.
1: No, oh, I'm definitely Buddy. a fucking hypocrite. Buddy. I have this I have the willpower of a fucking crack addict <laughs> addict meth whore. I'm telling you right now. I do. I mean, uh, I have zero.
2: It's It's sad, man. It really is. All the we're seeing it everywhere though, you know. Even even in our industry we're seeing we're seeing big companies going woke if you will. Uh you know, my daughter, she got she got baptized a couple of weeks ago and we were got her a little charm bracelet. And I was there shopping for a charm. Saw this cute little, I thought it was cute, little bitty rainbow. deal. My daughter's in the fourth grade now. And I thought it was cute. And uh, ended up going with something else. And, you know, when I gave it to her, we took it back to the store to get it put on her bracelet and I showed her the little rainbow one. And she's like, "Mm, no, I'm glad you didn't get that one. I said, why? Because the kids at school, you know, they, they're, in the, the third grade kids at school are making fun of you know rainbows and calling them you know calling them gay and whatnot. It's just yeah. man, I, I kind of want the rainbow back. If you know what I'm saying, oh, yeah. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Kids need innocence. They, they took the rainbow. They've from taken us. all the innocence from kids. And I, I don't, I, I I don't I don't get that. We went in a Christmas uh, in a Christmas store in Chinatown in New York. And I walked in there, and they got every colored Santa Claus you could imagine there. I thought right. it was pretty funny, and I thought it was pretty I, – I, it didn't bother me at all. But I thought, a little kid going in there that's black or Chinese and sees his own Santa Claus, I thought, that's a cool deal. Kids ought to have that magic left in them, you know? They ought to right. be able to right. – to, 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 and, and it had nothing to do with the rainbow stuff, but we've taken all the stuff that kids had that was magical, yeah. and we've ruined it for them. Everything.
2: We have, and and you literally, you can't watch them close enough. Uh, you know, that's one of my. I, it's kind of funny that this is where we're landing. But before we hopped on, I was just now talking to my daughter. She was on YouTube, you know, just on her tablet, and you know, even even you can set up the parental controls and yeah. stuff, but you can't you can't control the commercials there's still they still find ways i mean there's kids we're looking at this little girl that couldn't be 12 years old 13 years old on there doing little tiktok dances to the nastiest songs twerking you're like man how do you and and the thing is you know these parents we can't watch her every move it doesn't matter how much you try they're whether they're doing it at home or at sleepovers or at school for god's sake you can't watch them close enough but the things that these poor kids are gonna see and that that is now the norm, whether that's on Nickelodeon or Disney Channel or I mean, you can't you can't protect. Yeah. Them. It's everywhere. But the sad thing is, you know, we try as parents to to instill morals and, and try to bring them up in a in a way that like we were or that you're proud of and you know try to somewhat protect them and get them ready for the real world as as they're gonna see it. And the morals that we're instilling are now they're wrong. You know people are getting fired for saying yes sir and yes mm-hmm. ma'am. What what a time to to be alive and I man how do you, how do you navigate through that? I've told so many kids that have come hunting hunting with us and I love that just southern manners, you know, yes sir no ma'am and I've told so many kids you will get farther in life by saying yes sir no ma'am than anything else. And I really believe that manners go so far and I really believe that but now it's like they're not teaching that in school, at least around here. You have to teach it at home. And it's it's wrong, apparently. We, you know, you, you it's it's they, them, and you know, all this different stuff. And and like I said, now I'm the farthest from judgmental. I your business is your business, but at the same time, like when when the morals we're trying to instill in our kids are wrong because of society, it's what
1: do you do? It's a, it's a losing battle. We uh, I had a kid come in court one time, and he's been in a lot of trouble over a lot of things. He come in court, and he was yes sir, no sir, yes sir, no sir, very respectful. And I told him, I said, you know what? I said I see you out in public and stuff, and I said the way you're acting in here is the way you need to act outside. I said it doesn't make you not hard or a tough guy like you think you are to say yes sir, or yes ma'am to someone, or no ma'am or no sir, or to open a door for someone. I said that's respectful and i said the yeah. same thing you did i said you will go further in life being respectful and polite to people than you will without being that way there's nothing to prove there's nothing sure. to prove by being a jackass yes sir no sir yes right. ma'am no ma'am smile to people say hello to people be pleasant to people don't cost you a dime but somewhere down the road it's going to pay off you may not even realize it pays off for you but it does but the southern kids are the best and i like it when i have kids here and they'll say mr jeff or miss michelle and you you know yeah. they're from the south when they say that stuff
2: Yes, sir. And, and, and oh, we definitely I, need more of that. So it, it is very refreshing. And, you know, now you got to just – I, I make it a point to compliment the parents. Because, you know, even even at my house, you know, I wasn't i wasn't raised like that. I didn't have to call my parents sir and ma'am. You know, and if I did, it meant I was in trouble <laughs> most of the time. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> yes, sir. Also,
2: we learned at school, and, you know, if we didn't, we were getting smacked with a ruler or a yardstick. But now – they don't learn it at school. They don't learn it at home, unless you know you're you're one of those parents that teaches them. I and if you are, great, great. But I just wasn't raised like that, so it's not. That's not my comfortable. You know, it's not my comfort zone to make my kid call me sir at home. But uh, that, that's the only place they're gonna learn. Well, it. I tell you what. When, and,
1: uh, when I yeah. eat dinner with my when we go out as a family to eat dinner, and I got three kids that are all raised boys. And when the waitress asks mm-hmm. him something and they'll say, yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, or yes, sir, or, no, sir, thank you, I'm as proud then as I am that I haven't had to bail any of them out of jail yet.
0: You haven't had to bail Zach out Absolutely. of jail?
1: Absolutely. I've never bailed Zach out of jail. Oh. I kept Zach out of going to jail a couple times <laughs> probably, but I never bailed him out of jail. Oh. But I am <laughs> proud the way y'all have your manners. Yeah.
0: Well, and I mean, yeah. all you can do as a parent is just instill a good foundation and just pray that, they, pray that they adhere to it later on down the line. I can't imagine my
1: parents having to pre-watch a movie to take me to a Disney movie. Yeah,
0: like, it's crazy. Like, if we go, if we take our kids to a movie, we have to, like, now, we have to go online and see, like, what's inside of it. And, but that that's the, like you were saying, though, just because the movie's not bad doesn't mean that there's not going to be a preview for another movie that you're like, fuck me running. Like, seriously, they snuck it in there. And I mean... It's just like you said, like, you know, um, we were watching, I, we were watching like Andy Griffith the other day and one of the commercials, cause TV land is basically owned by, you know, all the companies that are going woke. So like, you're going to get, like, you're going to get the drag show commercials and you're going to get all these other commercials. It's like, we're watching Andy Griffith. Like you, you can't just like, I should be able to turn my back on my kids when Andy Griffith's on, but it's like, nope. RuPaul's Drag Show come watch this they should be selling
1: Dick Harden and Medicine on Andy Griffith
0: <laughs> yeah the C. Alice commercial that's equal that's hard. That's also hard to talk I mean Dad, why is that guy doing that I don't know it sucks would, it have it you
1: really seen C. Alice's commercial with the two guys in the bathtub no thank God they haven't had one yet but I'm sure it's coming I mean you would only need
0: one pill though wouldn't you yeah you split a pill I mean right well, like,
1: you don't think they're both givers you think one's a giver and
0: one's a taker I don't know how. I don't know how it works. Never. That's not my wheelhouse, so I can't speak on it. But
1: I mean, I'm actually surprised that they haven't come up with the two guys in the bathtub commercial yet.
0: It's probably coming. we Will all, we'll yeah. all, we'll yeah, all, we'll all the and boycott yeah. Seattle? It's like, ah, fuck it. I'm just not having sex ever again. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a lot of, a lot yeah. of what's bad is reset the market
1: when you get to be my age. I have never, honestly, I can, I can honestly say on the Bible, I have never taken any kind of erectio, erectional erectile medication of any sort. But when I'm in Mexico, them fuckers all think I do because every corner I come around, Viagra, Cialis. <laughs> I'm good, thank you very much. <laughs> no, so hard sure. to cat couldn't scratch it right now, fella. But you didn't got, I ain't got to take
0: a <laughs> pill. <laughs> Oh no what a, kidding, what a right? show we've got going So how today. was how was this last hunting season? Was it uh A plus? Where were where were we at? Where'd we land? Uh,
2: I'd, I'd say uh I'd say a good a good B plus. Um we had a we had a really good solid start. Uh, January, you know, we kinda I don't know if y'all saw the Eagles. Well and, they fucked it up. We have not I mean we always see you it. Know, We've always, you know, we'll see a handful of eagles, and when we do, we, you know, they. I've always kind of heard that they follow the tail end of the migration. I and I, you know, I'm sure somebody will correct me. I may be wrong, but we see a handful. Uh, January, man. I mean, we got absolutely infested with eagles, and I'm talking ten plus on on our roost lakes. And luckily, we had a lot of water, so birds had options. They weren't completely pushing out. But I'm talking as soon as the sun would come up, you better be close. You better be hunting close to that uh, ply lake. And it really didn't matter where they were going to feed because every day it was, they were not going to end up where they thought they were going to end up. They were getting pushed off, chased around as soon as the sun came up. And it it was, uh, it was very interesting. You know, it kind of, we really had to go back to the drawing board and go against the grain a lot of times and just, you know, take, take some chances. And sometimes it worked out. And sometimes we cussed, cussed the old American bird, but, uh, that was, it, it was definitely an odd, Can you uh, an imagine odd in September and October you're like planning everything.
0: through, you know, you're kind of thinking about like, okay, what could go wrong this year? Eagles. <clears throat> Eagles never crosses your mind. Shit. Like not yeah. enough water, <laughs> feel, you know, feels no. getting plowed <laughs> no. under somebody trespassing or bumping the roost. Never Eagles. Never but, eagles in October.
1: But I we've yeah. we've had to deal with them back a long time ago. We we dealt with them a couple of years here, not in huge numbers, but they'll just fuck up anything, you know. Like yeah. one of one of our playa lakes one time was holding yeah. twenty five to thirty thousand geese, and then like there wasn't a goose there, and like what? One of the guides came in said, "There's nothing there, but there's a couple of bald eagles over there." Well, that's why they're somewhere else. I mean, that that's exactly why. And I've had people up north tell me they fuck up their hunts a lot of times too.
2: Two years ago we had, you know, it was a pretty dry year. We didn't have a whole lot of water options. So our roosts were holding a shitload of birds. You know, it was major roosts. And I started seeing some eagles running around. And towards the end of the season, we start going out there and doing a little uh end-of-season water slapping. And the amount of carnage, I I mean, undescribable. Like just you couldn't take a step around, you know, big roost lakes couldn't take a step or two without stepping on something dead or, you know, a duck part or a foot here or a beak there. And so, I mean, I've, I've seen the carnage that they can do, but this year just the the numbers and, I mean, I, I never, uh, I'd never witnessed anything like that, just pushing them off and chasing them to the fields or having, you know, two or three eagles sitting off in the wheat field waiting for the geese to show up. It was just... <laughs> Some National Geographic That's how we shit keep our birds least. off of
0: our fields in October before we're ready to hunt. Tony made a bunch of cutouts of bald eagles, and of course when he was doing it, Jeff and I made fun of him. This will never fucking work. It works. S- surprisingly works. They fly uh, over the field, and they see that big white head, and well, I guess we're going somewhere else today.
2: No, it uh, yeah, but other than that, man, I mean, it was a it was a good year. Still, our numbers were were where we needed them to be, uh, or where we like them to be, rather. It was all in all, all in all, it was a, a good solid. Started run. out early, guys? good, A and plus in November. Yeah, really
0: it, up until Christmas, everything was uh, rocking and rolling. Everything was smooth and week before Christmas, the wheels fell off. It just yeah, like we limped across the finish line. January was hot <laughs> and mild, and you know the birds. They start trickling out of here. And what birds you do have, we had a lot of birds throughout the end. They were just, they all had a PhD. We never got that. We never got anything else. It seemed like what we finished with is what we were shooting yeah. at opening day.
1: I wish they would, I would love to do it. I would like to know the percentages of the geese that we have on November 7th, on January 27th. If the, how many of those are the same birds that are still here? Cause them seven bitches, it seems like they know where they're going. They fly over my house and they laugh at me every day at the same place. And I know it's that same fucking goose. It is. It just it's it's been just crazy. The you know the lack of winter the last couple of years, and we had an extremely cold week there for a little bit right at Christmas. It got cold, 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 but that didn't change nothing. What we need is you guys are you guys are living the life we lived in the nineties. The Amarillo is the knock City of the nineties when it, when we had all the small geese are here, and it seemed like they're like our specs are now calendar birds, and they came. But back then, even we would get because year before this year, I didn't hear from you. Usually, I, you'll text me some and ask how things are going, and I knew you were doing pretty good because you didn't. Because two years ago, when we were struggling, y'all were struggling also, or chance or chance would message me and let me sure, know something. Sure. But we ain't had no fucking snow up yeah. north still. We we need Nebraska to yeah. be white, and it just yeah. don't. We just don't get snow anymore.
2: Right. Yeah, it's it's been an odd uh, it's been an odd couple of seasons to say the least, and you know I think around here, like we've talked about in the past, we have we have so many uh, lakes in town that will hold stuff, and that you know again that's what saved us this year. The, the Eagles would push them out of you know our you know out of town areas and push them into town, and we were hunting a lot right you know five ten minutes from the house but you can only do that so, so much. And they'll end up, you know, on a piece of property that's in the city limits or you can't hunt them or, you know, whatever. But, um, sorry, I don't know where I was going with that, but that's, I think that's a big saving grace for us around here is just having those city lakes that they can get away and not get, not be pressured, whether that's hunting pressure or,
0: yeah, you know, predators or yeah, whatever. Having a safe place is, it, and that's what sucks out here is like, you know, you only you only get a handful of playas. So if we ever do get a big influx of eagles, like we're screwed. Maybe our decoys keep the Eagles out of here. They're like, Oh shit, there's already Eagles here. We gotta we gotta go up to Amarillo. Our Eagles yeah, but we're not their migration route. We've had Eagles here
2: before.
1: Well, we have a few, but like if you go to Austin, Texas, they're covered up with Eagles. Bald that, Eagles. Bald Eagles. That right. migration goes down there. Yeah. There's a lot of them stay at uh, Lake Travis. Those lakes down there hold a bunch of Eagles. Hmm. We just are for luckily we don't have them here and I hope it's it's that way. It's kind of like having a lake and having Camarons. The people that have the Camarons hate them. And the people that don't have them are happy as hell. They don't have them there. There's certain places I migrate, migrate to. Would you go on one of them hunts where they state, let you go in and shoot like 500 Camarons in a day?
2: <laughs> and I like to pull the trigger. I like, I like to pull the trigger, man. I, it's it's hard for me to say no to Andy. Now, any, you know, in all
1: honesty, a hundred percent honesty, just between me, you, and Andy, and the millions of people that listen to this shit, have you accidentally ever <laughs> shot at a camarant on a goose hunt and thought that was a damn goose?
2: Um, no, not a. I, I have, I have one time. I was teal hunting and uh, shot at a snipe. <laughs> We don't have to go, we don't have to go there uh, just shot at
1: I can tell you this. I can tell you this. The yeah, two oldest at. boys that were raised at my house one time shot at a sandhill crane a week before season. Luckily the guys missed. But I'm watching and I see this crane. It's going across you know our, our crane season opens up three weeks later than the out west. And I see that sucker go right in over the decoys and I hear boom, 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 boom. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all doing? That sucker kept flying. I'm like, got on the phone. I said, Uh crane season don't open till Saturday.
0: But I've seen pictures. You guys are fucking wearing them out yeah. on the planes, and, you know, shit. You know? Shoot that fucker.
2: You guys, y'all y'all have pretty solid crane yeah. season. We, we had good crane season.
1: January was good, but our problem is we should open crane season up the same cranes. time y'all do. We have cranes yeah. to shoot. We just can't do it for the first three weeks, but everybody has been hunting the panhandle starts last Thanksgiving weekend or Halloween weekend. They're shooting cranes. So I get guys call me. Do you got cranes? Yeah, we're covered up with cranes. Do you have any openings? Uh, no, we're booked up. Well, shit, we want to book next year early. We want to shoot cranes right. and geese. I said, you can't shoot cranes here until Thanksgiving weekend. That's, that's the rule. But any of them decided to call the shot. Luckily the guys were not good shots.
0: He was right there too, right in, a, right in uh, a goosey I have called a shot on a Cormie also. I was like 15 or something like that, and I wanted, by God, you know, I'm like this little, uh, like this little chimp that's wanting to test the alpha one day, and you know, like fuck, I know what I'm doing. I can call the shot. And uh, this single comes in, and I light them up, boys. And then the head guide was like, "No, that's a, that's that's a Cormie," and I was like, "Oh, my bad." You can you can call the shot again today. <laughs> 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 he clipped Dumb my little in. nuts real fast there, but yeah, I, I did. I was a, I was a little trying to trying to be the big dog, and evidently I wasn't. I got a little eager whenever I saw those wings lock up. Found out we found out we can't shoot those. Nice.
2: Uh, you know, <laughs> they, do. they I've almost so shot like
0: in your defense though, like for the snipe and the teal, I've almost shot at mosquitoes. Like you just see this little thing out of the corner of your eye, and like that's all you get sometimes with teal.
2: You know, oh. first first light, and yeah, I mean come in a little ball, they do it right, hit the hit I the would spear like to him. know
0: the number of the, the the number of wood ducks that get shot in East Texas during early teal season. How about shovelers? Oh yeah, shovelers get it too sometimes.
1: We, I was the behind the lodge, the lake behind the lodge, uh, two days ago. I was sitting there down there. There's three or four dozen shovelers down there right now. Really? When are they going to have fucking babies? It's June. Oh, they'll start coming back. We'll start seeing shovelers again in in eight or 10 weeks.
0: Maybe they're down there
1: and they may be having nests down here, but I, I mean, I'm, I didn't see just a few. There was a bunch of, could put on a shoveler hunt
0: and they're still color. They still in color too. you guys, uh, y'all had a good duck season this last year, though, didn't you? Like the duck numbers were really good.
2: Yeah, we did. You know, and, and typically, if we have the water, like we always have, like, well, not always, but we normally have good duck numbers. But the problem is, we we really don't ever have extra water, um, so it's hard for us to go and do a full on duck hunt because we'd right. be hunting roost every day. Uh, you know, they're all in the same water, but. We had, we had some incredible, incredible dry field duck hunts later in the year. Um, and the the last, I guess it was the last week of the season, man, we've been watching this field. Ducks are hitting it every day. And I'm just one of those guys, you know, it unless geese are feeding there, it's so hard for me to gamble on a dry field duck hunt because we've just seen it too many times. It's right. before shooting light or after shooting light. And so we've been watching. And, I mean, they're hitting this thing like clockwork, but there's no geese. So we just, guys are just kind of watching it and watching it and watching. We finally put the, the, the weather pattern kind of lined up and we went and hit it and man, absolutely incredible. One of those once in a lifetime kind of hunts. Um, and, you know, we had a lot of, a lot of dry duck hunts this year or, you know, just getting into them in the dry fields. But as far as water hunts, we had a few good ones, um, but we actually had water this year that, we were able to duck hunt. Were, what kind of difference. fields
0: like was there any like sheet water or anything in these fields or were they t- were they just going there to to feed
2: yeah just feeding just oh, wow. feeding the, you know like corn fields milo fields uh did get into some ducks in a wheat field which is a you know i felt like we were in oklahoma for a little while but uh not not the norm by any means it, it, it happened
0: Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see with all the water you guys have this year, if if the duck number, if the duck numbers are even better this year than they were last year. I mean, I got to imagine that they would be.
2: I think, I think the bird numbers will be, will be nice. Um, you know, assuming that the farmers are able to get their, get the crops in and, you know, again, we really need some prayers on that, but, uh, they're going to have plenty of food and water, I would assume. So, I think the numbers will be good, but it'll also be kind of tough because they'll be so scattered out and have options, you know, everywhere They'll That's always, that's always interesting. I don't know if I like it when a drier year or a wetter year, I mean, I'd, I'd obviously rather have water than no water, but, uh, those years where there's just standing water everywhere, hunting is a little tougher.
0: Yeah. Because they, they scatter out just so damn bad. And they're just like, you don't get those heavy concentrations of birds. You'll get 5,000 here and 10,000 there. And you're like, well, where the fuck are they going to be tomorrow? Like which, which one of these, you know, 15 different places that they can go, where are they going to go tomorrow? That
2: One thing that I will say when that happens though, your, your opportunities on traffic are a lot higher, you know, just get, get underneath them. And, uh, you know, we have last several years, man, I, we've had a lot of, success running traffic and i don't know if it's just because of the the amount of pressure uh, completely changing it up getting getting somewhere that they may not even think that they want to be but they'll come and check it out we've had we've had some really good hunts just throwing curveballs
0: just run a big spread and just be aggressive on the calling
2: either big or you know two or three dozen full bodies and get right out in the middle of the nation, just completely off the wall, crazy shit that, you know, when, when you start getting your ass kicked for a week at a time, you're like, all right, I'm going to go back to the drawing board and try some crazy shit and it works and then try it again and it doesn't work. Yeah, It's, we've definitely, uh, definitely had to get creative. Yeah. That's
0: the thing. Like whenever you get on like a dry spell, it's like, well, what have I got to lose? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and all you guys start hating each other. You're ready to sell the trailer. <laughs> These decoys suck. You know, everybody's fighting
0: everybody else. Yeah, like you're calling... You're you're over-calling over there. Well, you're fucking under-calling over there. And it's just... It makes for some contentious yeah. guide meetings and like... But everybody... Everybody's trying to, to succeed. It just, you know, sometimes tempers boil over. Sure, the- sure. Glad to hear it's not yeah, it's no, here. The common goal is the same. It's just... Yeah, uh, you know, and then fuck, you're tired, you're worn out, like, oh, yeah. you're not in your right state of mind to be having an argument. So low blows happen. That's right. <laughs> but we're family, though. So we're allowed to, we're allowed to be pissy with one another.
2: Sure. What?
0: Uh, uh I lost my train of thought right there. What uh would y'all are y'all doing uh, more a frames or are y'all still doing like the, the chairs in the middle?
2: um i would say still more out in the middle um it really depends on the year last year we had pretty good uh late rain so we actually had some brush on the fence lines but normally around here it's i mean it's flat you don't have a whole lot of hide options so we're kind of stuck out in the middle most of the time but um i will say we'll take full advantage of any opportunity we can to get on the edge or even out in the middle with, uh, with an A-frame. I, it's just nice to kind of throw them a curveball every once in a while, and it works.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is just keep them, keep them guessing. And the problem with we've gotten to where our clients prefer to hunt out of the A-frame, so like when you're telling them like, oh, no, we're doing it the other way, they kind of get pissies. But I would like to start out when I'm fresh and energized out in the middle of the field. And then when I start getting tired in December and January, then go to the edge. So I would like to do it backwards from the way we've been doing it. But So I'm going to go right down on the calendar now.
1: <sighs> Opening weekend of, of goose season, Andy is guaranteeing right now he's going to hunt in the middle of the field. Maybe not in the beginning. <laughs> because <laughs> that first day, Andy's going to think, well, oh, we got a good edge right there. It's going to be a lot easier just to do the A-frames.
0: It is easy, but like then you get your birds conditioned in January when you're like, you know what? It'd be really, really nice to be sitting in an A-frame right now, and like instead I'm doing it backwards. So I don't know.
1: I, I can tell you a difference on on the birds doing something different is we did a couple of afternoon hunts last year in January, yeah, and we smoked the birds. A couple of them, like one day we were done in 20 minutes, like with 50 birds, and it was the same birds in the morning that didn't have a fucking thing to do with you. But in the afternoon, they fucking thought the decoys looked brand new to them for some reason. It was absolutely crazy.
2: Yep. We did the did the same thing a handful of times. And most of the time when we'd set up in the afternoon, it was we were going out with the intention of trying to do some, you know, shoot some even ducks. And much smaller spread, uh, just kind of trying to throw something against the wall and see if it stuck. But we had we had some pretty decent afternoon hunts over tiny decoy spreads. I think
0: in the mornings, our birds got to where they were. Wa- they were waiting for that first bird to land. They wanted to. They wanted yeah. to see that first flock hit the ground, and then that's where they were going. So, like when you get out, when you set out your decoy spread, and you've got however many decoys out there, well, they're like, well, you know, unless they saw a bird do it, they're not. They're just gonna circle you and fly right by you. Yeah,
2: There was a whole lot of uh, tomfoolery going on. It, and I, I'm. I kind of blamed it on the Eagles here, you know, and I think a lot of it was towards the end of the yeah. season. They were just, you know, they were terrified. You were getting a whole roost at one time. And if it wasn't right, you might as well pack it up and try that afternoon or get on to, to tomorrow. It's, you're literally going to sit here and watch them fly from field to field, trying to figure out where the hell let, they're going to Let me
1: go. ask you this. Have you noticed that opening weekend to goose season is on a Sunday this year, opening day?
2: Oh, no, I have not, Jeff. I have not. But see, normally for us, we're, we kind of start out on cranes and we, around here, our goose numbers aren't great um, until Thanksgiving-ish. And it, it's been kind of inching a little, a little closer to the beginning. It's been inching its way. Uh, Birds has been getting here a little earlier. Sorry. My Adderall hadn't kicked in this morning yet. <laughs> but, but no, it. We've been seeing geese a little earlier, but typically we kind of focus on cranes until Thanksgiving because,
0: you know, that's what people want to shoot. Yeah, our goose Uh,
1: opens on a Sunday. November 5th? Yeah. That's the Uh. dumbest shit ever. Hmm. Take away one of them fucking
0: February days. And it's on uh, daylight. So we're not going to have to go through that this year. For whatever reason, the daylight savings time, we've been doing this for 25 years. The day that it switches... We're always scratching our head. We're writing shit down on a piece of paper. Like, okay, we did it this time today. For whatever reason, like, everybody's all fucked up that whole next day. So,
1: But I, I do a hunt. We are November 6th, 7th, and 8th is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. And we're basically sold out those days. I didn't book anything on the 4th and 5th for some reason. I don't know why I didn't. Good thing you didn't. No, and I, and I started looking the calendar yesterday. That's why I looked this up. I'm thinking... Oh, fuck, what if season don't open until the 12th this year, and I screwed up, and I got all these people booked that first week. Right. Looked it up. Opens on Sunday the 5th. Hmm.
0: Oh, well. Which is, uh-huh. which
1: is I've never done that. I got a group that likes to duck hunt and goose hunt, so I'm going to call them right now. They'll book 12 people for those weekends. But I needed someone to, we can duck hunt on Saturday, but right. we can't goose hunt until Sunday, and that's never heard of such a shit.
0: Have the cranes always been there that early? Like when you were first running around up there? Like you always notice cranes early in November?
2: Yeah, and honestly, man, I wish uh I wish our crane season would open a week or two sooner. Because our, our crane season, we've got a ton of people that want to hunt cranes, but it's a pretty short-lived season for us typically. Usually Thanksgiving or the week after, they're they're gone. Uh, occasionally, you know, if weather's right and water's right, they'll stick around or if it's dry south of us, they'll stick around. But typically it's a it's a three week run for us, so I'd be I'd be happy if they gave us a couple of weeks earlier, you know, so I could get get some crane hunting in when they first get here. But uh, they don't they don't ask us those questions.
0: Yeah, you guys wear them out early in the year.
2: Yeah, like I said, it, but it, it's a short lived short lived deal. You and truthfully, you don't have to go very far south of us to stay on them. But um, as soon as we start seeing. As soon as we start seeing our geese show up, that's kind of our uh, kind of our happy place. All of us are tired of tired of chasing cranes, and we'll start start getting back in the uh, swing of the geese. Those things
0: they can be frustrating, and like we do most of our hunting, crane hunting in you know December and January. But like their mind changes from day to day. Like the way you do it one day, you can do it the exact same way the next, and you just look like you're the biggest jackass ever. Can we change some of the editing,
1: some of this shit? What? Well, because I'm a dumb bastard. I was looking up the 2022 2023 season. It does open on Saturday. I couldn't understand why they fucking would open it on a Sunday. This says November 5th right here 23 or 24 or 2. That might be dear. I don't know. No, it's 2022-2023 season. I had to look up the twenty three, twenty
0: four season. Oh, well, you're a dumbass. Yeah,
1: I am. I was looking. I kept thinking. I thought, there's no way. And I looked and looked, and I was like, fuck, no wonder.
0: So we are going to have to deal with the daylight savings Yes,
1: time. on the first day.
0: Um. Don't worry about that, Jeff. You're fine. Everybody makes mistakes.
1: Well, I appreciate that very much.
0: Um. But yeah, cranes, like, there's been times you will you'll you think you're on top of the world, and then you just like, all right, we got them figured out. We'll do it again tomorrow. And then... That was the wrong thing. Have y'all shot a banded crane?
2: Ah, uh, one, one, and all of the, and I guess ten years or so. We never one banded.
1: Crane. We never have, but I, I had a guy last year that shot one up by somewhere along the Red River, and it had a, a radio transmitter on it. And then the uh. next hunt, he went with an outfitter out in the Panhandle somewhere, and they shot another one. No so he, hunted with men. he goes, well, we shoot any banded cranes, you think? I said, I doubt it. We never had before. He goes, well, the only, the only two yeah. hunts I've ever been on, we've killed one with radio collars on them. Wow. Well, we broke that streak.
2: Yeah, invite, him. invite him to come stay a week or two. Yeah, yeah. no shit, right? <laughs> we,
1: broke, we broke the streak. We didn't shoot one when he was with us, but you got to be a tough son of yeah. a bitch to band a crane. Can you imagine? God,
2: I, I don't know. I guess... I guess they do it while they're young. Well, I don't know. I don't know how they do it, but I wouldn't want to rectangle with one of them
0: damn things. No, no, fuck no. When they stand up and hiss, like I I, I just bring that, out the shotgun. Not Jack.
2: I, I, really, I really They've got to do it the same way. I'll huh? net them. I don't know. Yeah, like
0: yeah, like maybe net them and I, then just jump on top of them. Oh, yeah, I see what you... So, yeah, 2022, 2023, open November 5th. But that's what I was looking at. That's still on Texas Parks and Wildlife.
1: That's what I had to go look at a different page.
0: So it's
1: November 4th is when season starts,
0: right? You just assumed that they had updated their website. Cause yeah, it still says on tpwd.gov November 5th. So
1: I've sold every hunting opening weekend. I didn't haven't booked anybody yet, which I will. It won't be a big deal. I'll sell it out, but I just, I I couldn't understand why I hadn't had nobody there. And that's what started making me think. I thought, Oh, I hope I didn't screw up. Do y'all have the pigeons around?
2: Um, in places, yeah, in places. Um, really, if you if you look for them, you can find them right. for
0: sure. Is that anything that y'all do in the afternoons, or are you just not worth your time?
2: And most of the time, just because we hunt such a wide area, our afternoons are pretty well windshield time. Um, we have, we have, but not, not something we offer every day. If guys want to go hunt in the afternoon, they can go and do pheasant and quail. Just do kind of a 10-raised upland hunts.
0: Yeah. That's what we
1: do. That's- you do quail also? We do just pheasants. Yeah, we do we do both, uh
2: pheasant, quail, and chucker.
1: We used to do a lot of chucker, and I just we do pheasant and it just works out the same. The chucker, boy, they covey up fast. We did a hunt one time and a guy wanted to put out a hundred chucker to go with a hundred pheasants. Fuck, we had a hundred pheasants scattered all over the place, but we had one big fucking covey of chuckers. <laughs>
2: Oh, no, they wow. covey up
1: fast. Oh, and I man. asked dad, "I go, how'd it oh. done? He goes, oh, "That's the biggest covey of birds I've ever busted in my life." He said it was great. Problem is, it was just one covey. I go, "What?" He All goes, right. "Oh hell yeah!" He goes, "They covey up fast."
0: Huh? I didn't know that. Uh. Is uh, is there beginning to be quite a bit of pressure out there? Are you, are you seeing more outfitters and fly by night guys out in your area?
2: Man, that's a, that's a yes. Um. <laughs> trying trying to being the, the key word um you know we really did we've been blessed we hit it at the right time and, and built relationships with these farmers at the right time um but yeah especially on years where it's dry other places oh. uh, you'll see guys kind of inching in and um man if anybody's listening to this like just have a little respect that the panhandle is huge there's plenty of birds everywhere go find, go find your own little stomping grounds. And uh, the most annoying thing is just those internet scouters that they know, okay, this area, these guys are always on birds. And it's so easy around here. You got I-40 running straight through. You go 30 minutes, any direction, you're going to find birds. Uh, But it is, you know, it's frustrating when you go and talk to a farmer and, and, or they're calling you, the farmer's calling you, hey, so-and-so's offering to pay this in the morning. And you Know just coming around trying to throw their wallet and pay stupid money to hunt one or two times, and I mean, it's 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 a game, it's the same shit that we deal with, but uh, it's definitely you're you, yes, we're, we're seeing more every year. I tell but,
1: them all the same thing, uh, there's tons of good hunting at Lubbock, Texas.
2: <laughs> yeah, you'll be, you'll be another one of the 15, 18, 27 guide services there.
1: Yeah, I have guys come up all the time, or somebody else say. Have you ever heard of, uh, fuck whatever the name would be green legged outfitters or some shit. And I'll be like, no. Oh yeah. They're in Lubbock. I thought, well, fuck that. I'm sure they are. (laughs) Yeah.
2: you know, I think a lot of the deal there is just the college kids, you know, there for a few years and nothing, nothing against them, man. I mean, hell, make a, make a good living doing this stuff. Good, good for you. But it's just, uh, now, I think it's it's become a little more reasonable to uh, to start up your guide service, a little more financially easy. Um, you can go out and buy a trailer and dive-bomb decoys or, you know, silhouettes and have a big spread, which around here, before, before people started using a lot of silhouettes, it was full bodies. And, I mean, it was a pretty big investment to, to get started and to try to stay uh, – stay on top of them because you had to have a shitload of decoys. Now you can do that for, you know, 10 grand or so you can have your own trailer, your own spread. and uh, no, Nothing wrong with that. But I, my only issue with it is a lot of these kids, they haven't gone and worked for somebody else. They hadn't really understood or, or put in the time to figure out how it all works because they don't have to. They just go out and write a check and they're thanks to, you know, the lack of uh, Texas having a, a guide license or not having out a guide license. They just kind of go and do what they want the to do. The thing
1: that that's um, really changing that market though is the, the crane hunting with the decoys the die bombs.
0: Yeah, because you used to have yeah. to have full body crane decoys. Now, same thing yeah. with you simulets. know, what
1: they get in for two dozen crane decoys and they're in the crane business.
0: Yeah, for 500 bucks, you Probably. can get in the crane business or whatever it is. It might not even okay. be that much.
2: Oh, well, and the thing is, you know, these kids, uh, a lot of a lot of it and you know again not not all there's a lot of a lot of guys that are doing it right but when you when you hadn't worked for somebody else and kind of learned the ropes and don't know the etiquette or you know the the <laughs> unbroken etiquette they're not they're not worried about it they're they're here for three or four years while they're going to school and they may not ever hunt on that guy's ground again they may not ever talk to that guy again so they're not worried about fences they're not worried about trash they're not worried about tracks they're not you know it's just easy come easy go make a quick buck and move on and again nothing you know nothing against guys trying to make a living but uh it's just there's some etiquette that i think we've we've missed
0: you know yeah 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 like you got to get out there you got to cut your teeth you got to you know kind of learn the ropes learn what is acceptable and what's not and that's the thing. Like if they know that this is a one or two year deal, then they're not going to do it the right way. They're going to do it the easiest, most convenient, quick payoff, quick turnaround. And then that's all we're going to worry about. Uh, six seventy five for five dozen crane decoys. So, and you can be in the crane business. Yep, I, wanna, you, I mean, and you really don't need more than five dozen out there ever. So I want to, um, kind
1: of change this up just a little bit. Toby being a, <coughs> a celebrity and travels a lot. Have you ever gotten a letter or a written warning letter from a stewardess on an airlines on your behavior? The other <laughs> no, day, not The I- other day, when we flew to New York, there was a lady in front of us, and, and she was a, a typical New York woman, and she had a bad attitude. She was pissed. I did not understand. I had my headphones on mine in my own business, but my wife was sitting right behind her, and she keeps, Michelle keeps hitting me, and she's like, So I had to pull those headphones off and I can't hear shit anyways, anymore. And they got the air conditioner on the plane and and she's the row behind her. Anyways, the lady was bitching about a service dog. So I thought there was a service dog somewhere else on the plane. The lady had a pet, a little Shih Tzu, one of the most small dogs, and it was in her carrier and they wouldn't let her take it out. The stewardess, there were stewards. There was two guys, two stewards on the flight, and they were like, "No, ma'am, you have to leave your your dog in there." She goes, "I flew from Fresno, California today, and they will not let me. T- they let me take my dog out. I want to take my dog out." They go, "No, the paperwork shows it's not a service dog; it's a pet. That's my service dog." And they they, they they're arguing back and forth. With this lady and this lady goes, "Well, the problem is, is y'all are both in the y'all are both gays." That's <laughs> what she tells the two stewards stewards calls them gays. Mm-hmm. Well everybody around is kind of laughing and stuff. And so then they they leave and she comes back and she has words with them again and calls them gay again and lovers. And, you know, you don't, you're not real men, blah, blah, blah. And she's really getting on their ass. Well, then she gets up to go to the restroom. Well, my granddaughter's in the bathroom and we're at the front of the airplane and she goes to the bathroom. So the, 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 you can see Dylan at the bathroom and Dylan goes in. That lady stands up. They make her go sit back down because you're not supposed to stand up in line. Well, they were being a bitch to her because she was being a bitch to them. Anyways, she comes back and she's wanting to get. She goes. She looks at me and she goes, uh, "Will you write a letter with me about their their attitudes?" I go, "What are you talking about?" She goes, "The, the them gays, the stewards, the gays." I go, I, "They not doing their job. They're not bothering me at all." Michelle's like, "Do not fire her up, because I'm just trying to." boy, well, this time now, I'm trying to get her fired up, just get her worked up and stuff. And she got into politics and everything. Well, she actually believed everything I believe, so I really just kind of let it go at that. But she is just fired up. They give her a letter on the airplane, and she wads it up and throws it at them. And it's a letter that says, this is a written warning. Notice your actions may put you on the no-fly zone. And they gave her an actual letter. And the cops were going to come to the terminal when we got there. Mm -hmm. When we landed, she was on aisle 7. She was out the door, the first one out. She went through everybody at first class and was out the door. But in my lifetime, I've never heard of anybody getting a written fucking letter from the airlines on their behavior. But she knew what I mean. then she, now, she had about four bottles of scotch on the plane, and she got mad, and she kicked one of them and kicked it, like punted it down the aisle at the, at the gaze because they wouldn't let her let her talk out. But she was an old grouchy oh, ass lady. But I just I, I I saw that picture on my phone just now, and I thought I'm going to ask him. But I've never seen anybody on a plane get that much. You know, you see the clips every once in a while. of Somebody getting out. Ir- I've never I've never witnessed that firsthand. No, I I pretty well
2: try to stay to myself on the. American well, you, plane can, yeah. you had no
1: choice if she was right in front of you. But when she said yeah. the gaze, I kind of found that kind of funny. But the
0: the last flight that I took. I got a little bit paranoid and I'm already a a, a nervous a, I'm a nervous guy, especially when I've got my family there. And especially when yeah. I'm at the mercy of, you know, the the pilots and all this other stuff. So anyway, we're 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 going to our row and there's two people in our seats. And I'm like, oh, you know, you know, because You're being polite. Where we were, you know, it could have been a mistake and you know, I was like, uh, I, I think I think I think we got something going on here, like I think those are our seats and they're like, oh is this is this row 15 or whatever?" And they're like, "Yeah, what, where were you supposed to be in?" And they never answered, and it was two guys, so they're like, "Oh shit, like you know we whatever. So anyway, like they they go like to opposite ends of the plane, like it wasn't like, Oh shit, this is row 15. I'm. I'm grab row 16. This happened a couple more times. People were like, "Oh no, you're in my seat," and like, and then like, it. I was like, are, "Are there a bunch of fucking terrorists on this plane? Like, are they all like banded together and they don't know like how this shit works over here in America?" Oh, I bet you were a nervous fucking wreck the Fuck whole yes time I knowing was. you, because like it happened and I kept noticing it. Like people were just like fucking going in and out of seats.
1: If they'd had robes on you, would you really been nervous? Well, no.
0: One guy was questionable.
1: <laughs> what do you mean questionable?
0: Yeah, listen, my. <laughs> <laughs> I was profiling. I was profiling. If somebody should have lit shoe, if he'd have put a match by his shoe, I'd have fucking tackled him. But it's, I've never been on a plane where so many people were in the wrong seat.
1: And what, like, what airline were y'all on? American. That's crazy.
0: And we all know, like, what happened on nine eleven. It was American. So I'm like, <laughs> fuck, are they are they running this back?
1: <laughs> They're running it back. You were flying to Costa Rica. They go flying to Costa Rica. No, I was
0: flying back. I was flying back home. Oh I was flying yeah. To Dallas, and I'm like, what 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 are we gonna hit in Dallas? <laughs> I saw a guy in front. But of... I've never been like I've been on flights where it's like, oh shit, I'm row fourteen, and you move up a row. But these guys just right. dispersed. Like they weren't even in the same ballpark. Like people that, go to a
1: pro sporting event trying to set up down front and they just keep bouncing seats till they finally get moved
0: back. Yeah. And that happened like three or four times. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? How can so many people be in the wrong place? And I'm like, well, I'm sure they're getting ready to overtake. Where, the where cabin. did they end up
1: at? Behind you or in front of you? Oh, way behind me. You know, uh, I had a guy in front of me on one of my flights sitting, by, I'm a window guy, and he was sitting in front of the wind in front of me. And this guy gets on the plane last, and he's like, uh, "That's my seat." He's like, "Oh, he goes well. That's my seat right there on the aisle. If you just want to just have it, since we're already almost flying, I'll just sit here." And that guy's like, "Well, I guess." It's like, "Fuck that!" I told that motherfucker get his ass up. Right. I paid for that seat and picked a seat out, but that was that guy's ploy. He knew where he was sitting but he mm-hmm. just went and grabbed a window seat real quick, and hopefully that. But he was lucky to meet the right guy that was too big a pussy to tell him to get his ass up, and move.
0: And I, I'm just, I'm telling you, when my family's there. I'm paranoid anyway, but when I got kids there, I'm like, okay, what am I going to do?
1: I, first of all, I'd like to apologize to all of our Muslim listeners for Andy being a profiler. Me and Toby, this guy was me a- and Toby do not play that game. We're open minded. No. I mean, Andy is the one here. Just, just so if you got some hate mail, that's Andy Shaver, not, was, not Jeff or Toby. I was we we don't we don't approve of that, do we, Toby? We're better people than that.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I've got uh, I've got enough haters the <laughs> with all least. your tattoos. Yeah. Oh, man, no, when uh, my the, our Instagram stuff started yeah. blowing up and all that growth, you start looking at the, reading the comments, man, I'm talking, I, I was literally getting phone calls from uh, from Iraq and whatnot, or, you know, just different places in the Middle East, getting phone calls at one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. I had to take my, my cell phone number off of everything, getting, I mean, just nasty, hateful emails and messages and comments and I mean, it was humorous, but yeah, I, I don't think I should go on vacation over there. What were they, they pissed off about? Of mad that
0: you were killing kid. so many birds.
2: Yeah, just not understanding, you know. Whoop. But yeah, it was. Wow. Uh, yeah, go go, go go do a little uh, go do a little reading on some of those uh, some of our reels that you know really did yeah. well. And my gosh, man, yeah,
0: yeah, really, It'll get you fired up in the Middle East. Oh, yeah, it's it'd be interesting to know yeah. what like algorithm you triggered for this to be hitting over oh. there.
2: I mean dude, we would it was we were gaining thousands to ten thousand of followers a day and it just looked it looked crazy, but from what I understand, you know, they they'll follow you. Well, I mean what we saw, they would follow us so that they could talk shit on our post and you know, comment and be all be hateful. But uh I mean, growth wise it looked great.
1: <laughs> they uh have you ever had Muslim food? What's Muslim food? I mean, no, I, we Middle we, Eastern food? Yeah. Well, I call it Muslim food. Halal food. There's a place in Manhattan called the Halal Brothers. H-A-L-A-L Brothers. It's food trucks. And they park right by the Midtown Hilton. And I'm telling you right now, I we ate some chicken. There was a line. The fucking line, every time you went there, was 100 yards long. People waiting in line. I'm like, what the fuck? Are they giving out blowjobs with this shit? I mean, there's got to be a reason all these people are in line here. Well, they, they, they set up another food truck right on the other corner. The same guy's. But there was only like one person in there. I told Michelle, "So said, we got to go over and get something to eat here. So we went over and got, and they had, but they had chicken sandwiches, but they weren't like a sandwich. It was like on a pita bread with some tzatziki, that yogurt sauce on there. And I'm telling you right now, you ask mom, it's the best food we've I've had in a long time. Hmm. And it was chicken, but it was some, but so I asked this other Muslim guy. that was my rickshaw driver. I asked him about it and I said, what, what makes it halal or however they pronounce it. And it's how they, uh, they kill the animal. They bleed it different, or do something, or but so anything like it being kosher in the it, Jewish exactly. Food. But boy, I'm telling you right now, the people were lined up buying that food every, and they're famous for it. But it's called the Halal Brothers. But I'm telling you what, it is some damn good food. Hmm. But it's the first time I've ever had any yeah. kind. One of these days, I'm going to stop at Punjabi Dobby, which is a Indian truck stop between Decatur and uh, Bowie, Texas, and I'm going to go in there and eat. I always tell Michelle we're going to go in there and eat one time because I want to try it because I've always heard Indian food's really good and spicy.
2: Yeah, my I'm a I'm kind of a creature of habit and a meat <laughs> eater myself, but my wife has said this as far as like the Indian food, we've got a we've got a place here called I think it's Punjabi affair or something like that, and supposedly it's incredible.
0: Incredible. So, what food. other shows are you doing? Are you just doing dive Bomb, or do you have anything else that you're going to do?
2: And I am uh, I'm, I'm going to be at the Squad Fest this year. I, I wasn't able to make it last year. They did it on our anniversary, which <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been good. But uh, man, this year my my travel schedule is kind of all over the place. I'm we've got the lodge project going on, and just a lot of different construction. Like I said, in the front end, the back of the house, and um, so I, I'm a little more nervous to to just be gone a lot. Um, so I don't I don't know what all shows I'm going to make, but I am I'm looking forward to. To seeing everybody as yeah, far you're as I all
0: skin. over the place right now.
2: It's been, uh you know, you 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 count down the days, looking forward to kicking your feet up after after the season. And uh, I don't I don't feel like there is an off season anymore. I think I get busier after the season. At least at least that's how I feel. You know, during the season, I know what my schedule looks like every day. As soon as the season's over, I've got you know six months of catching up to do around the house and. Uh, you know, it just, it never, never stops, which that's a good thing. It's what we worked for, but, uh,
0: it, yeah, we stayed yeah, busy like for sure. Off season, and it could have just been, you know, when I was younger, like off season seemed like it was forever. And now, yeah. I mean, you think about it, September yeah. one is, it's going to be here before you know it. And then, like, you, when you factor in all the work you got to do at the lodge in August, and like, there's not the time, it, it, the clock is ticking. Our off season's five. Yeah.
2: Now it's uh, we got we got five weeks off season ahead, left ahead. for us.
1: Basically, after July fourth, we're ready. We're yeah. I mean, like you said, time. Andy goes to to Squad Fest. I'm going to Delta. We're going to be we're going to be filming for our series yeah. in July and the swamps anyway. So we're going to be gone, but our summers, basically we're going on family vacation in a week. And when we get back from that, we basically start getting ready to roll. It's like everything else. It's kind of like football, football and hunting seat in the outfitting go hand in hand. It's turned into a year round business.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah, And you know, right now my, my big stressor has just been trying to make sure that this lodge is done and ready. And you know, I really had to just kind of take a step back and say, it's, it's out of my control. You know, the, this rain has been a a delay. Then you got the construction delays. It just always seems like there's something. And I was stressing out about it because you have a hard deadline, but just kind of had to sit back and say, you know what, man, roll with the punches. It's going to work out or we'll have to figure out a plan B, but uh, you know, there's, you can't do anything about delays. Everybody's, this rain has been pretty, uh, pretty rough on that. You know, they can't really do much. Um, but I mean, it is what it is. We're, it's, it's coming and, uh, we're, we're cruising along and I'm praying like hell that it's ready for our first clients. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll What are they telling you as far
0: as like a a deadline? Do they, is there even a deadline?
2: Yeah, we're, we're shooting for at first to middle of October. Um, at least, at least to have the rooms and kitchens and, you know, places for the guys to stay and eat. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a simple project, but it's a big project. Um, right now we've been waiting on, waiting on plumbing for the last two weeks, the plumbing in the main, you know, the, where the showers and everything at that's already done, but tying it all into the, I guess what you'd call like the lobby or the living area that's what we're waiting on right now. And it's been so wet that they can't get, we can't get trucks in here. We can't get a lot of that stuff done. So we're just kind of waiting. It's, it's a hurry up and wait game, but once that's done, they can get the concrete poured back in the main part and get back to get back to the, the fun part, putting everything back together. But, you know, we just, we've gotten really used to uh, having to deal <laughs> with just delays and, it off and say okay man we'll <laughs> yeah. see when we can see yeah with
0: building delays and now you factor in weather like you're you're tough man. tough yeah
2: it is but all in the Just it'll all work you know out at you some can point control.
0: well listen bud this has been a lot of fun That's um right. i will see you next month at squad fest and uh we'll have a beer or something yeah. all right
2: i will Looking uh, forward be to it bud and
0: then i'll see you. if you need anything between now and then let us know and Good luck getting that lodge built.
2: Sounds good, man. Enjoy your, uh, enjoy all the Toby, be education. safe, we'll brother. Talk to you later. God
1: bless you. Yes, sir.
2: Hey, uh, Jeff, keep your, uh, keep your, keep your penis <laughs> in your pants and, uh, out
1: of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hey, I'm going to do all of that. Don't worry. I'm not, you're going to have whatever, how many tattoos, thousand, three hundred and sixty that you have. You're going to be thirteen hundred and fifty nine ahead of me. I got one and I don't think I'm going to get another one ever.
0: Toby Brolin, boys and girls. From the great Cadillac Creek up in Amarillo, go check They're him out. Wet, 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 wet. Yep. I, I. Wet, wet, in a
1: busload of fat chicks at a rap concert.
0: I envy him. I wish we were that wet.
1: Yep, me too. We are wet. We just don't we have are water wet. in the water holes, but we got we're, we're, not, we're, we're not water w- everywhere we're else. We're
0: not wet, 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 wet. All right. Thank y'all for listening to us.
1: God bless y'all. Uh, remember Patreon count, be having another giveaway coming up soon. And we will be giving away doing some other things. Even on our closed podcast page, which you can't sell shit at. It's not a fucking swap shop. If you go to it, I'm giving we've done a, a taxidermy picture contest this week. We giving away little things all the time, little contests like that. Anyways, check us out at the Big Hawker Podcast private page. Gotta answer two questions favorite episode and what else do you have to answer? do you, do you listen, listen to the podcast yes episode? and your favorite episode and you're in that's it if you try to swap shit on there and sell it i'm gonna block you and kick you out of there look forward to having you on there god bless you and have a great day
0: go check out our sponsors go check out pacific calls dirty duck coffee dive on Entries, boss shot shells lucky duck shin gear looking glass podcast ducks unlimited mossberg double t british candles alf outdoor special season stanford Outfitters.